Thanks, sweetie, and thank you for tuning in to episode 152 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Normally, when I see that an album has been released by the Longines Symphonette Society, I'm a little leery about what's actually on it. I've been burned before. For example, the Longines album in episode 30 with Bing Crosby featured on the front cover was just some of his favorite recordings, not necessarily him singing them. After carefully researching the music on this record, I think I have found a gem. It's the King of Swing before he became the famous band leader he became. So, get ready to hear some influential musicians who recorded together more than 90 years ago in Volume 152, Goodman's Greats.
It's Benny Goodman with That's a Plenty, written by Lou Pollock. It was first recorded on June 13, 1928, but it doesn't seem to have been released until 1931. Okay, why this record for this episode? Well, I'm really starting to more fully enjoy the records in my dad's collection that are compilations of music originally released on 78 RPM shellac records before the advent of 33 and a third RPM vinyl LPs. I'm sure it made collecting older music easier as the playback technology changed. Plus, Goodman's notable recordings from the late 1920s and early 1930s often involved collaborations with influential musicians of the time. Wait until you hear the names of some of the musicians on these recordings. Next, our first of two A and B sides of the same single.
spinning my dad's vinyl. Nichols and his five pennies with Dinah, written by Harry Axt, Joe Young, and Sam Lewis. That was the B-side. The A-side was Indiana, or better known as Back Home Again in Indiana, written by Paul Dresser and James F. Hanley. They were both recorded April 18, 1929 in New York City and originally released on Brunswick labels. And here is who was in on those recordings. Of course, Benny Goodman on clarinet, Art Miller on double bass, Gene Krupa on drums, Carl Kress on guitar, Arthur Schutt on piano, 
Irving Rusin on tenor saxophone, Jack Teagarden on trombone, Glenn Miller on trombone, and Red Nichols, Leo McConville, and Manny Klein on trumpet. Okay, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. Benny Goodman, king of swing with the all-time greats on the Longines Symphonette Society label, number LWS-267. It's a vinyl LP compilation format. I have no idea when it was released. In fact, a lot of the Longines Symphonette albums do not have release dates in Discog. Its genre is jazz, and its style is swing. We will hear seven of the ten songs on this album. The liner notes have nothing to do with what's on the album. It describes the high-quality process that goes into manufacturing Longines Symphonette albums. So I thought I would read the first sentence of each paragraph to give you an idea of what's on here. In the studio, original tape masters are recorded on superb four-track Ampex stereo tape. Only two tracks are made for conventional stereo recordings. Complete remixing of the master tapes is done by producers, director, and engineers after the recording session. The master is cut on specially prepared, super smooth and mirror-finished acetate blank. Now the master is gently submerged in electrochemical plating tanks. Pressing is completed as the Longines Symphonette Special Purest Vinyl Compound is subjected to a searing 320 degrees Fahrenheit of heat under a pressure of 240,000 pounds. Then each record is hand-inspected as it is slipped into our exclusive fully polyethylene-lined sleeve. Ordinary pressings are made in several grades. Longines Symphonette gold metal recordings are pressed in one grade only, the finest. Let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. $4.79 for the highest, $50 for the low, $1.90 average, and $1.99 median. It was last sold on June 20th, 2023 for one pound or about a dollar six US. My dad's record is in really good condition. Maybe they did have something there with their quality. Not many marks at all on the surface of the record. No real hissing or popping. The cover is in great condition as well. The background behind an artwork image of Goodman is bright red and seems to have held its color over the years. There's no address label on the front, but the green magic marker streak with the, with the stamped word posted is on the back. I think I'll value my dad's vinyl at two bucks. Next up, a song from a couple of string players. Thank you. 
Eddie Lang, Joe Venuti, and their all-star orchestra with Someday Sweetheart. Written by Benjamin F. Spikes and John C. Spikes, it was recorded in New York City October 22, 1931. That was the B-side of the record. We'll hear the A-side to close out the show. But let me introduce you to the musicians in this all-star group. Of course, Benny Goodman on clarinet, Charlie Teagarden on trumpet, Eddie Lang on guitar, Frank Signorelli on piano, Harry Goodman on bass, yes, Benny's brother, Jack Teagard on trombone, the more famous brother of the Teagardens, Joe Venuti on violin, Neil Marshall on drums, Ray Baduk on drums, and Ward Lay on bass. Now, we've talked about the great Benny Goodman in previous episodes, so I'm just going to remind you who he was. Benny Goodman, born on May 30th, 1909 in Chicago, Illinois, showed an early affinity for music. Growing up in a family of immigrants from Eastern Europe, his parents recognized his musical talent and enrolled him in music lessons. Benny started with the clarinet, an instrument that would later become synonymous with his name. His dedication to practice paid off, and by the age of 14, he was already performing professionally. Despite facing financial challenges during his childhood, Goodman's passion for music and his natural talent paved the way for his extraordinary career in jazz. In the vibrant musical landscape of Chicago in the 1920s, Goodman found himself immersed in the world of jazz. He played in various local bands and honed his skills, drawing inspiration from both the traditional jazz prevalent at the time and the emerging swing movement. Goodman's early experiences laid the foundation for his groundbreaking contributions to the world of music, eventually establishing him as the King of Swing. The struggles and triumphs of his formative years not only shaped his musical style, but also fueled his determination to become one of the most influential figures in the history of jazz. Despite health problems, he continued to perform, his last concert being just six days before his death. Goodman died on June 13, 1986 from a heart attack while taking a nap at his apartment in Manhattan. He was 77. Now, the first of two Goodman songs with his first band named His Boys.
Benny Goodman and His Boys with Muskrat Rumble, written by Kid Ori and recorded in Chicago on August 13, 1929. Who are Benny Goodman and His Boys? Well, they are Vic Bradis on piano, Bob Consolman on drums and vibraphone, Tommy Dorsey on trombone, Herman Foster on banjo, Bud Freeman on tenor saxophone, Harry Goodman on bass and tuba, Fudd Livingston on clarinet and tenor sax, Wingy Manone on trumpet, Jimmy McPartland on cornet, Glenn Miller on trombone, Dick Morgan on guitar, Ben Pollock on drums, Joe Sullivan is also a piano player with this group, and of course, Benny Goodman playing the clarinet, alto saxophone, baritone saxophone, and even the cornet. Okay, time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with this group, his boys, or sometimes called Goodman's Boys, and the future all-stars that played in it. Goodman was only 18 when he started recording under his own name. The group His Boys was not a specific, long-standing musical group. Rather, it refers to recording sessions led by Benny Goodman in 1928 and 1929. The term His Boys was used to refer to the group of musicians who played with Benny during these sessions. One notable recording session that featured Benny Goodman and His Boys took place on January 23, 1928 in Chicago. During this session, Benny Goodman, along with other talented musicians, recorded a series of tracks that are considered classic examples of early jazz and swing. These sessions marked important moments in the development of jazz, showcasing the transition from traditional jazz to the more sophisticated and energetic swing style that would become popular in the 1930s and 1940s. Some of the musicians who participated in various sessions with Benny Goodman during this period included notable names, and I just read a bunch of them off to you. Benny Goodman played with a range of talented musicians during his early career, and the compositions and lineups varied across recording sessions. The term, his boys, might have been applied to different groups at different times. That's why you heard so many duplicate instruments in the group that I just read off. So now let's hear one of the tunes from that January 1929 recording session.
another medium-sized critter. Wolverine Blues, written by Jelly Roll Morton, Benjamin F. Spikes, and John C. Spikes, recorded in that January 23, 1928 session I just mentioned. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I've always been a big fan of Benny Goodman. His sweet, swinging style is always welcome to pick my spirits up. I often pull out the full version of Sing, Sing, Sing when I want to hear something that gets me going. Yes, I pull out Led Zeppelin too, but they often solve the same issues. I also know that my dad continued to collect Goodman music as the technology moved to CD. He had several box sets. All right, let's say farewell for this episode with that A-side I promised earlier. Eddie Lang, Joe Venuti, and their all-star orchestra with Farewell Blues, 
Written by Elmer Schobel, Paul Maris, and Leon Rapolo. Recorded October 22nd, 1931 in New York City. And there you have selections from the King of Swing, not only early in his career, but backed by some pretty big names in jazz. So thanks for tuning into Volume 152, Goodman's Greats However You Did. If you want more information about this show, head over to SpinningMyDadsVinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 153, Kramer's Monkeys. Till then, go with the flow, my friends.